This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from Studio C, it's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live on a Friday. Great to be back. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio C, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, August 5th. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man who already, after just one day of fall camp, has the blue goggles on, Jerem Jordan. I don't want to overstate this, but BYU will win the national championship. Blue goggle alert. Blue goggle alert. Okay, Jim Brady from Woodland Hills, Utah, sent us his edition of the blue goggles. Let's try these out, by the way. Okay, we got what we're wired here. I feel like I'm a a coach or something. Mm -hmm. Check this out. Mm -hmm. Oh, shoot. Lights up, flashes. These are the Minecraft edition of the The BYU blue goggles. Here's here's the seizure edition. (laughs) Look away. Man. I see, I see a lot of touchdowns. I see a victory versus Notre Dame in Vegas. Fantastic. I see 11-1, bro, maybe 12-0. Do you see Good BYU guys. being scared of any opponent through those I see BYU goggles? scared of Utah Tech. To the, no, just kidding. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm a rugby coach. They're always, like, wired up in the box. You got your bright yellow Chelsea jersey on. You got hey, those neon come blue on, goggles Chelsea. on. Come on, Chelsea. Yeah, that's English Premier League starts tomorrow. Let's go, baby. Christian Pulisic for the win. Your fandom is at an all-time high right now. <laughs> yeah, we're going, we're going hard, man. We're going hard. Jim Brady, thanks for uh, sending these in. These yes, great. Jim. These are great. <laughs> Add it to let's, the uh, let's get already pile of blue goggles that we have. Those are great. Thanks, man. Here's your show lineup. You can choose to wear blue goggles if you'd like or not as we discuss some major things today. We go two-on-one with Jaron Hall. Listen, the quarterback is pretty even keel most of the time. He showed some big personality in this interview. You're not going to want to miss it. Plus, the true sign of leadership in, quote, formation. You'll understand what I'm talking about in a moment. The NCAA makes a tournament change. Which tournament? What's this about? And is there a team, I just referenced this, that BYU football is scared to play? Because Big Game Boomer thinks so. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football fall camp has begun. Day one in the books for a recap of the first practice. Here's Dave McCann and Jason Shepard. Thanks, guys. Jaron Hall just told us a moment ago the beauty of today is being back together. Everyone here, everyone healthy for the most part and ready to go. Well, and you use the word health. The fact that this team is healthy coming in here and everybody you could tell was excited to be out here and really get things going. Hukunakua, we talked with. He's feeling good. He's healthy. He's busting out. Remember last year, he didn't get cleared to play until the second game of the season. Not the case this time. Well, and he's a guy that, uh, to, to say the very least, is expected to put up some big numbers in this offense. Peyton Wilgar, baby's doing good. Wife Christine's doing good. He's thrilled to have a helmet back on. Remember, he ended last season on the disabled list, so to speak. Yeah, as soon as we came in, there were a couple of guys we were looking for. Peyton Wilgar and Keenan Peely were two of the first guys we made sure was out there and participating. Jacob Conover, backup quarterback, said he's living the dream. There's kind of a nice buzz here. Yeah, there's absolutely. Look, and Isaac Rex is a guy that I know you had a chance to talk to. Kalani said probably did more than what I expected him to be able to do today. Coach is happy. Everyone's healthy. That's the word from day one over here at, what do we call this, Cougar Camp? Should we call it Cougar Camp? Cougar Camp, I like Practice. it. Let's do it. Shep, I'm Dave. Guys, back to you. Thanks, Dave and Jason. Uh, if you missed any of the interviews they mentioned with uh, Kalani Sitake and Jaron Hall and company, we'll play some sound bites coming up. If you want to hear the entire conversations, you can follow BYU Sports Nation on Twitter to get those live or on demand. 
Number three, BYU women's soccer. Still trying to soak that in. Number three. Enjoy it while last. Number three. Let's go. BYU women's soccer. Set for the blue-white scrimmage tomorrow night. The Cougars following an historic 2021 season. Yes, this is the highest preseason ranking in program history. They're back to work now. They return eight starters from that College Cup runner-up team. Eight freshmen, however, will make their BYU debut. Game will be broadcast on the BYU TV app live 9 p.m. Eastern. Looking forward to it. Zach Selye signs with German team Tigers Tübingen, mm-hmm. a second-tier league in Germany. Selyus played last season with Veta in Georgia. That would be the country of Georgia. Zach Selyus is an aggressive offensive player, and I love it. Everybody is in the powder league. I love it. <laughs> How about some golf? Adeline Anderson, the runner-up at the Utah Women's Amateur. Fifth seed after stroke play, but struggled when it came to putts against Kelsey Chug in the final. Made a run, came up just one shot short. Look at that shot. Wow. Finished one hole behind Chug. Runner-up in the amateur, nice. Fantastic. Part of that uh, fantastic women's golf program. Speaking of golf, Zach Blair, Patrick Fishburne, Carler, Carson Lundell, and others are competing at the Corn Ferry Tours Utah Championship, second round today. Lundell finished three under for 38th place, still in good shape to make the cut with a similar round today. Blair finished in fourth place. BYU softball signs catcher Angelina Kamen. Kamen joining the Cougars after a year at Texas A&M Corpus Christi. The Suncats, Jerem. The Suncats? Uh-huh. Okay. In high school. In Arizona, all-region player in 2021, so she's got a lot of eligibility left. Three-time all-region selection, all-state honors. BYU loves Arizona. She's an Arizona product. We have a lot of Arizona talent on the BYU softball team, so not a surprise that Gordon Eakin and staff wanted to go after her. The Suncats. The Suncats. Crazy. The NCAA is changing the Women's Basketball March Madness format next year to two hosts for the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. Eight teams will play in Greenville, South Carolina. The other eight in Seattle, Washington. Now the men do four regional uh, semifinals and finals. The women going now to two. Yeah, no, I like this because they have put these games in a couple of hotbeds for like the popularity of NCAA women's basketball. Yeah, you want the biggest crowd. I still don't understand why it's not just four like the men. I don't understand. (laughs) Why not? <laughs> They've done things differently. You, you, it doesn't the have to be side of college basketball. It doesn't have to be time. the exact same, yeah. but I don't understand why not. Okay. Yeah, totally fair. That said, all rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Day one of Cougar Camp, as Dave McCann and Jason Shepard have dubbed it. No official name, but no. we can go with that. Camp Kalani, Camp Cougar Kalani. Camp. Yeah, all things all apply. Good. Day one officially in the books. They're into day two now, but because it's day one, we have to react after the long summer of waiting for some type of organized football at BYU, and we finally got it. So, Jerem, with that lengthy viewing period that we had. <laughs> at least some schools give nothing. It's true. Some, some we're, schools we're lucky to get allow uh, the media nothing. Know, 20 minutes, what was your reaction to day one of fall camp? Yeah, it was, ex- it was exciting to be there, first off. Uh, but a, a couple things uh, gathering from conversations off camera, on camera, right, with people. Be always ahead of schedule. Uh, Be always got a veteran team. Kalani Sataki told us earlier in the week, they're going to give the day one install will be way further ahead than they have been the last couple of years. Veteran group, which is exciting. Uh, and then from a personnel standpoint, it was great to see Isaac Rex and Peyton Wilgar and Keenan Peely all out there. Did they go, all go full the whole time? No, they have a pitch count of sorts, 
But it was great to see all of them out there. And here's what Kalani Sitake said about what he saw from those three. We have to protect them from themselves. And <clears throat> effort and energy and desire, they want to be on the field as much as possible. But it's nice that we have to hold them back and not try to you know, get them going. So that, um, those guys look good and, and uh, watch it on film. But from what I saw, the guys that are, were injured, that are returned today, I was really happy with. We've never questioned how good the starters are at BYU. But the starters are necessary for BYU to compete with Notre Dame and Baylor and Oregon and Arkansas yeah. and, and so on. Those starters can. So hopefully those guys, uh, it's good to see them back. Hopefully they can stay healthy all year. They're yeah. huge pieces of this team. I'm with you. It just feels like a veteran-laden team. I, I showed up and I'm like, totally. I know all of these guys, and I've watched all of these guys play in significant games and play many significant games. Like Peyton Wilgar's a little freshman against USC yeah. picking off a pass on like drive two. Here he is now in 22 as like this sure. veteran coming off labrum surgeries and uh, he's healthy, which is great. Let's compare it to a movie because I know you love movies. I love the movies The Ten too. Commandments, super long. <laughs> it feels like a very, very uh, star-studded cast uh, has been all put together and you're kind of like, yeah. well, I wonder what this movie's going to be. It's kind of like Ocean's Eleven. Like you just bring in so many yeah. stars. Let's say you- Including you, the Mormon twist. You're not really sure what to expect. Like you haven't seen Ocean's Eleven, but you see George Clooney and Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts and Matt Damon and so many others. And you're like, this should be a really good movie. This is what it feels like to me. It'll be a really good movie. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Okay. Another observation. Jacob Conover is the number two. Uh, he's, he's taking the second team reps. I learned he was uh, dubbed the number two after spring ball officially. Cade Fennigan competing of, you know, at, at the number three spot there. He also still has his van that's decked out in BYU, <laughs> a BYU wrap. It's got over 325,000 miles on it. Let's get this guy an NIL, okay? Let's get this guy another car. We get him a brand new minivan. <laughs> Can the backup quarterback <laughs> in BYU get something here? Mind you, a brand my, new minivan. Mind nice. you, at Texas... We've got players signing deals with Lamborghini. Right. Can we just get him like a Honda Civic? Is can we? Can we get like Jacob a brand Conover new a new minivan? Fun, fun, fun fact: uh, When I lived at the Elms on campus, I took a whole apartment of girls out on a single date in a minivan. I called it a polygadate, and I had a van. I went to a dollar movie, so it didn't cost me that much. It was like ten bucks. <laughs> hugged them all at the door. <laughs> Terrible. The polygonate. <laughs> Did I marry any of them or date any of them? No. It's just fun. Anyway. Oh. Okay, uh, another oh. observation. How are you going to recover from that? Just keep going. <laughs> what Jaron Hall did in the offseason. Okay? Yes. What Everybody did, wants to know. What exactly did he work on? We kind of knew the answer, but he spelled it out we when We talked to John Beck, right? Here's what he said. Uh, yeah, just fine-tuning you know, all the throwing mechanics, just getting everything dialed in. Feel a lot more confident in my ability just to throw the ball everywhere around the field. Um, got a lot of people to thank for that. Um, but yeah, just just yeah, my ability to throw the ball a little better and just be on time. And trust me, it's not cheap uh, to to get all that figured out, right? So Jaron Hall putting in that work uh, with John Beck yeah. personally, and and listen, he had a great year. If he takes care of the ball and continues to sling it around, like if he gets better this year, like people have said, he's got he's got a chance to be a first three rounds draft pick. For sure. Maybe even first round, which is very exciting. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, we talked to John Beck about Jaron, but it's different to hear from the source and from the source on day one of camp. And we've got our two-on-one interview coming up with him. Yeah. He put in some significant work, as you pointed out. Which is exciting. We Jer weren't short on some big plays in day one of fall camp either. Right. There were, yeah, there were, there were some good plays. There were some others where it was like check downs, check down city. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we, we checked in to check down city. 
uh, a couple times, but <laughs> that's all right. Um, because it's awesome to walk into a fall camp, Spence, knowing who the quarterback is and knowing that that quarterback is awesome. Ocean's okay? 11. Ocean's 11. Michael Daly had an interception, which was great. We saw a tip from uh, Jacob Robinson, who's converted from safety to corner. He, t- he told me he's pretty comfortable there now. Michael Daly is the nephew of David Nixon and redshirted last year. So good to see Michael Daly. Coming up with a gross overreaction right now based on that little nugget. He's the nephew of David Nixon. He's going to be an NFL linebacker and an all-time great. And an all-time great. Chris Brooks looked great at running back. That dude is jacked. Looked fantastic. Had an 80-yard practice touchdown, a.k.a. he gets tapped like five times but keeps on running the distance. I was like, that's an 80-yard touchdown. And then uh, a few guys who are still getting to the roster aren't there with injuries, academics, etc. You could practice with 110. You, you field 123 once you get closer to the season. So there are a few guys that weren't out there. Like Chaz Ayu is out there, but he's not practicing yet. He's a little ways off, Kalani Satake said. Uh, too nice on Mahe, yeah. Chris Jackson, Caleb Christian, Justin Smith, a few notables, waiting to just get them back out on the field. Now, mind you, again, this is based on like 30 to 35 minutes of observation, but it took me about 30 seconds of watching a couple of plays to notice the downfield coverage by the BYU defense against Jaron Hall and the ones, which is really nice. Yeah. Which forced those against check good downs, you know, either to the running back or to the motioning receiver. Just check down, check down, check down, because the downfield coverage was pretty solid over the course of that 30 minutes. Yeah. So, uh, Dave Judy Lally looked pretty good. Yeah, D'Angelo Mendo. You talk to the defense, they'll tell you very quickly, defense won the day. You know, we, we kind of talked to Jaron Hall about that as well. Like, did the defense win the day? Is it time to freak out because the defense won the day? <laughs> freak out either way. Like, if the defense dominated in fall camp, I would love it. Because we know the offense is good. We don't sure. need the offense to show us much. For sure. It's practice. All right. On Come the on, topic, man. two we go. Okay, on the opening day of fall camp, we expect to hear some cliches. Okay? We always do. It's part of sports. A true sign of leadership is in <laughs> cliches, Jerem. We would love some more creativity at times, but there are certain phrases that come out by us as well. So let's walk through some of these. Kalani Stocker reminds us it's important to focus on the man in the mirror. Right now we're not focused on the opponent. We're focused on trying to get our, our foundation set for our offense, like get our identity set for our defense, offense, special teams, and then, uh, then we'll head towards uh, uh, getting closer to the opponent once we get closer to the game. But right now we're competing against each other. Okay, two, probably two, two there. right there. Yep, probably two, two right there. there. Focus on ourselves. We'll focus on ourselves, <laughs> not the opponent. It, it is what it is. But Sports cliche. There is truth in them for sure. Like while we laugh, because it is funny, but there's truth. There's truth involved there. Yeah. And the longer you've been it's around just, the game as a coach and a just, player, the more those will naturally happen. It's when just you're a talking. familiar package. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Hey, QB1, Jaron Hall, not to be left out in this conversation. His timing is impeccable. So is his sense of time and on the length of a season. I mean, football is such a long, it's such a long season. The off season's long, but just keeping everybody kind of focused, positive, confident in the ups and the downs. I think that's our, our strength is just staying focused, uh, staying humble, and just always making sure we're doing what we need to do. Season's long. Check, 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 check. <laughs> There are three in there? Wow. <laughs> nice. Well, wait. Just wait. Because that's Gunner, impressive. Gunnar Romney's a fifth-year guy. <laughs> okay? Um, he shows the young guys how many cliches you can actually fit into a single sandwich. Yeah, I think number one for this team is keeping everybody healthy. I think, I think that is the key. Um, and then just, you know, uh, perfecting our craft. I think getting better every single day. I think we both sides of the ball expect to be, to be great. And I think, you know, 
iron, sharp, iron sharpens iron. And so just working against each other and just getting better every single day. Yeah, he's like, he's like Legolas and Fellowship six? of the Ring. He's coming down the mountain just going. <laughs> <laughs> Sports cliche. Sports cliche. And it's okay. I love Gunner. It, like, but he's been, like I said, he's been around is, a long time. Is Gunner's name a sports cliche? <laughs> Gunner. I love it. In, the, in love, the name itself. I love his name. It's oh, great. Oh, man. Hey, we've been talking a lot about the vets and their ability to rifle off some sweet cliches. Some of the younger guys, if you want to call them younger guys, because on the depth chart they're still like sophomores. Ben but Bywater's, been here for four years. Yeah, Ben Bywater's in his third year. Yeah, there. yeah, okay. He's still kind of young-ish. Yeah. He's trying to keep up with Gunner. Uh, did he outdo the grizzled vet Gunner Romney in his sports cliches? No, I mean, for me, and I think just for the guys who've been around, staying healthy and then perfecting your craft. I mean, it's so easy to go through the motions. Like, you're coming off a good year. Like, you know, you don't, obviously, your, your job's never safe, but, like, you can go out there and just go through the motions and not get better. But, you know, for me and I know for the other guys, um, it's just getting better every single day. Like, as we've always heard that cliche phrase, you know, 1%, but that's for me, staying healthy. And <laughs> healthy, healthy, healthy. Yes! Ben hey, hey, he even it. pointed it out. He said... Sounds cliche, because it is. Got to get 1% better. Shout out to former managing director of BYU Broadcasting, Michael Dunn, for his talk in General Conference yeah. about 1% better. Yes, get 1% uh, better. Our former big boss. I do love that idea. And frankly, it's hard. It's hard in life to get 1% better every day. Yeah. I try and get 1% worse just to see how high I can climb out of that. Manage your Later. expectations. And then I got to get I'm 10% gonna, I'm going to sink to a, like an all-time low so I can Dude, rise up a little I, bit. I kid you not, when I was like, this is so stupid. When I was like 15, one <laughs> summer, I was like, my life's pretty easy. I literally prayed for like a hardship. Oh, gosh. Never do that. Oh, and, you, and you, it happened. I got it. You got it. God answers prayers. <laughs> okay? I got it. Oh, it was rough. Be careful what you ask for, to ask use for, another cliche. Ask for nice things. <laughs> There's a song by uh, one of my favorite artists, Ben Rector, that's all about cliches. Nice. So this is all coming to mind right now as we go through Watch this. Watch Ben Rector on... <laughs> on Grace Notes. Grace Notes. Here on BYU TV. Yeah. Don't say we didn't <laughs> plug other shows. Our question of the day. What's your biggest cliche to... Okay. What's your biggest oh takeaway yeah. in general? Eight. Hey. From day one of fall camp. We give it 110%. <laughs> Never say die. <laughs> it's a do or die game. Let's, die. Go to, let's go to Voice of the Nation. One's dying. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. We're jumping in with both feet, Jerem. That's how we roll. We don't dip the toe in. At Cougar Stats on Twitter says, no one was reported as being injured during day one of fall camp. Hey, that's great. That's a win. Like, number one goal, right? Uh, at C. Tarek on Twitter. Guys were flying around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so You know what we didn't hear as much? Oh, so-and-so looks so strong. They put on 15 pounds of muscle. No one's like, dude, you know what I did? I lost five pounds, and I did not work out. But, I, hey, I'm excited for the season. Like, no one <laughs> says that. I want, I want one coach to be like, you know who's out of shape? That guy. Hey, you know He ain't playing at all. In a roundabout way, Jaron Hall did say, my arms look kind of small, so I like to wear long sleeve t-shirts. So he kind of talked about, like, being a little bit smaller. I don't care. As long as he can throw the ball, I don't care what he looks but like. But he looks I don't care. awesome. Like, yeah. he's he probably as fast as he's ever been. Let's go. Okay, coming up, should BYU start selling season tickets at Costco? And we go two-on-one, as promised, with the BYU quarterback, Jaron Hall, after day one of fall camp. Don't miss it. Big time personality coming up. This is BYU Sports Nation. Got them muscly arms. 
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Follow BYU Sports Nation on Twitter for all your BYU football fall camp needs, interviews, recaps, highlights will be posted there as we give you complete coverage of BYU football fall camp and, of course, this season. We are live in Studio C. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside a man who went to the Backstreet Boys concert last night. Jeremy. It was super fun, by the way. The Backstreet Boys concert are amazing. It was awesome. I went. I will die on that hill. I was 16, and that hill was at USANA, and it was packed. Like 25K. It was awesome, dude. It was great. We saw him in Las Vegas. At, when at they their were, show, uh, at and their it show, was yeah. fantastic. That's, yeah, I saw him when I was 16 with my sisters, but I was, like, embarrassed to be there. But I think I've said this on the show before. There were more attractive girls there in one place than I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. Like, as, Granted, when you're 16, you're excited. It's a well-played concert, yeah. uh, being a concert attendee in yes, that situation. Yes, as a 16-year-old. Right? That, sure. that was uh, an sure. elite concert. <laughs> Are we back? Backstreet's back, all right. All right. As is BYU football <laughs> with the quarterback, Jaron Hall. Yesterday after day one of fall camp, we had our BYU Sports Nation all-access two-on-one with QB1. Jaron, you and I were just talking offline about your propensity for golf and competing against Fessy Satake. Pretty good there's score always, there. There's always competition, uh, even in the off season. Yeah. But but Coach got you. So yeah, I'll probably play with someone else before fall camp. Next, <laughs> next year. I don't like going into fall camp with a loss under my belt already, personally. But next time I'll make him play at the tips with us. He played the whites, so. Mm. Make sure to mix that up. Uh huh. Real story. Okay, that, we just now got we the, got real, the story. real story. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. So that's the only story I care about. <laughs> Do you have to officially put the clubs away? Is there a ceremony when you go into fall camp? Yeah, yeah, I try to. I mean, maybe by week in the season or um, you know, a day here and there. Golf, it's good to get away, kind of release the mind a little bit when you when you have time. But for the most part, I'll be I'll be mainly locked into football sure. now. But I'll never say never say never for golf. <laughs> never say never. I'm sure you were confident going into last fall to be the starter, but now that you know you're the guy, what's this camp like knowing you're the number one quarterback? Yeah, uh, it doesn't change a lot. Just understand the leadership roles, um, a little more clarity. Um, just more guys with me in the leadership position, more guys experienced that have come back you know, with me. And, and I think that's a, very, it's a comfort to me to know that I got a lot of guys that got my back, I got their back. It's just it's fun to be out here and just see all the familiar faces. To not look across the ball, not see a new person out there, and you just know everyone knows what they're doing. So it's been fun. It's easy to, to it's easy to be in that leadership role when you know guys are kind of coming along by themselves. Hard to answer this after such a short time away from the first practice. But what was the best thing your team accomplished today? I think just being in the right place. Now it's a matter of getting there quicker, being more synced together. You know, one through eleven. O line looked great, but I just think skill guys. You know, we all know what we're doing. You can tell. Now it's just a matter of just kind of getting rid of some of the you know the butterflies or maybe the nerves and just going and playing ball full speed. Now I think that's our next step. We get to see about twenty minutes of practice. Uh, rumor has it you get to see the whole practice. Uh, <laughs> what were your uh, and we love to discuss this. What's your day one overreaction? We make gross overreactions based on the twenty like, minutes we, we see, see this one thing. We go, oh, that means this. What's your overreaction? Uh, my overreaction is that the defense looks really good in blue jerseys. That's my <laughs> overreaction. Okay. So. Tell us about that dynamic of because it's one team that 
outside it's one team. It certainly is one team. But like in fall camp, oh, it, it's fall defense camp. versus offense. In fall camp, it's heck with the defense, man. So that's the enemy <laughs> for the time on the field, right? Keep each other healthy. You get in the locker room, you, you're chopping it up and, and chilling. But out here, we do a good job of having that mindset. That's who we're going against, the trash talk, uh, just getting things heated is good for us. It's a good competitive environment. So I like that we're mature enough to know when we're out here. I mean, that, that's your mm. opponent across the ball, but you get inside and, and you know, you're chilling. So in your completely unbiased opinion, how did the defense specifically looking good on those blue jerseys perform against you in the offense today? Uh, no, defense look good. They did. They're just I feel like all offseason you hear a lot about the offense guys coming back, but the defense just as much. So, I mean, I can't think of maybe two or three guys we lost on defense. And so they look good. Again, they know what they're doing as well. Uh, I'm excited to continue to go against them all fall. I can't think of a better defense in my five years to go against and, and get better as a quarterback. So I think there'll be a lot of mutual benefit from each other this fall, this fall camp. A lot of people certainly wondering about the replacement for Tyler Algier. There are some capable guys Christopher Brooks brought in. How is he looking? Chris looks really good. Yeah, he does. He's played a lot of football. Peeney's played a lot of football. Um, Houston's played a lot of football, another transfer, and then the other backs, you got Cheese and you got Miles. They're going to do a lot of good things for us. What did so. you say, Cheese? cheese. Who's Chesney? Cheese? McChesney? McChesney. McChesney. Cheese? You know like Cheese. Yeah. Mr. USC himself. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you uh, prepare for a month of practices, by the time it always happens, by the time you get to like week three, you're sick of each other. Is there a way that you can avoid that, of getting sick of each other? Oh, it's just, it's like being around your siblings too long. You just start to butt heads a little too much. A couple fights start breaking out. It's just annoyed of each other, and that's natural. But that also means you're competing. You know, you're getting physical, you're going at it, doing what you need to be doing. I don't think there's any way to stop that. Uh, you, can, <laughs> you can ask guys to all you want, but I think that's just the nature of football. We try. Uh, so, we'll, so we'll see this fall camp. Maybe something will change. But in my four years so far, Part of the deal. You mentioned button heads with your brother. Uh, your brother's on the team. Uh, Kyson's back from a mission. What was it like to have him out there? It was fun to see him, coach him up, rough him up a little bit. Um, definitely not easy on the kid. I love him, but you know he's got a long way to go, and I'm excited for him. He's got a lot of talent, bunched up in that speedy, twitchy little body of his. But um, it's like all freshmen, you know, he he has his time, and, and it'll come. So it's just fun being with him. Long long story short, I love seeing him out there. Finally, he's the only brother I've never been able to play with, mm. so he's the first one. Um, KJ and Dawson I did in high school, but not him. So it's, it's cool. It's very special for us. And people may forget Dawson's on the baseball team. Three halls at BYU. Three halls at BYU. There you go. You got some other quarterbacks in your room that are competing for the number two spot. Jacob Conover, Cade Fennigan specifically, Sol J. Maiava Peters also in there. From your perspective, how have each of those guys grown? We'll, we'll start with Jacob. How has Jacob progressed from last season to day one of fall camp? Jacob is a very – he's a – He's a fireball quarterback. He loves the big plays. He has a, a wicked arm, makes all the big plays. But I've just noticed over the last year, he's really become a game manager, right? He takes what's there. He takes the easiest play. I mean, him talk, go back and forth after our reps. What'd you see? Well, you could have done this better. You could have done that. So Jake's a guy who's very locked himself in to now he has the arm to make the big plays, but now you can tell he's managing the game. He's moving the chains in his mind, which I love to see from him. And, and for any quarterback, I feel like that's the biggest jump you make from your first couple of years to now really being ready to play football. When it comes to this camp and this group, obviously a lot back from a really good team, what do you guys need to accomplish in this month to be ready? We just got to sync everything up better. Um, having a lot of guys are experienced, you can tell we all know what we're doing, but now it's just being in the right, right place at the right time, right? Just timing everything up. So I think that's our next step is just making sure we're all synced up. You opted for the long sleeves. Yeah. 
Now it's hot out here. I'm sweating. I expected Utah let me down. It was very, it was cloudy. It looked like it was gonna rain. I said, okay, I love the sleeves. I don't like going without sleeves. Come outside the second the whistle blows for warm ups. Sun's sun's out. Yeah, I, yeah. I so got, it's out guns out, right? Yeah, I just don't have any guns these days. You know, it's and uh, Ben Bywater would disagree. He pointed out that you had long sleeves on. And also, you, you are the exact opposite of Puka Nakua, who was an all-white, and I think he had the shortest shorts. Yeah, the least on, amount on. of clothing on, yes. We might have to honor code the man for that. <laughs> might, have to look, might have to look into that one. We call those shorts the Mitch Matthews. That's what oh, we, He loves the short yeah, shorts. Oh, yeah. It's always the tall guys. Yeah, man. they love showing it off. Okay, we were discussing this on the show. What, is, what, is, uh, you, what do you prefer to quarterback against, or what is harder? You can take whatever angle you want on this. Like, like a, a many guys blitzing or a drop eight? Get, get us inside your head of what you would prefer to attack. Uh, guys blitzing. There's a lot of space behind. It's hard to cover it up. And with our offensive line and the you know, coaches understanding of blitz, picking that up, sharing that to us, I feel like when people blitz, it's easy to see it. A lot of, a lot of easy keys to pick up. If you're dialed in and you know what's going on. So it's man-to-man matchups or it's, you know, big gaps in the zone, grass to throw to. Versus drop eight, which, you know, we see a lot every day at practice which is fun. Uh, a lot of check downs. It's just kind of annoying, to be honest. But uh, when you start tackling, you have to tackle people. I'll take a check down to Chris Brooks or Lopini Cato any day. Go get a six, seven yards, easy throw. Yeah. But yeah, definitely more annoying to throw against a drop eight. You know, it's not as fun. So. Real talk with the quarterback, Jaron Hall. That's real talk. Hey, thanks for the time, my friend. Best of luck uh, with the short sleeve next break. Yeah, I'm going to break him out probably. No promises. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jaron Hall has a big personality when you can crack that outer shell. I think he's less stressed. Sure. I, I think he probably no competition. It's his job. He walks in knowing he's the guy, knowing is good, knowing he's got an awesome O line and a super capable running back, right? And excellent uh, options uh, everywhere uh, to throw to. So, and he's healthy, and he's healthy. Um, so yeah. The, I think he's pretty loose knowing, and he's been through the ringer here. Don't forget, we were bringing Jaron Hall in in 2018 at Boise State in the red zone. He's been around. This is his fifth year yep. at BYU. Yeah. And that's why it's probably his last. He has another year of eligibility, redshirt, COVID, dot, dot, dot. But if he has a, a really good year this year, he should go. Caution to defenses that want to blitz Jaron Hall. Go ahead, blitz him. Please, please, please blitz, blitz all day. And that was we're going to blitz all night. <laughs> That's a question I had yesterday that it was fun to ask. Is like, what would you prefer? And it's like, drop eight is hard to throw against. It's all you drop eight fools. Just understand a little more, like what the quarterback's thinking, right? You see drop eight, you think it's too simple. No, it's hard to throw against. It has created a lot I of interception opportunities for BYU linebackers. Yeah, there's a time and a place to blitz, 100%. But it's not every second. Get it's all about timely. Get yeah, out here. the timing. Timing matters. Coming up, women's soccer assistant coach Brent Anderson on the blue and white scrimmage tomorrow. And who does big game boomer think is scared to play BYU? Is there a team scared to play the Cougars? Mm. That answer next on BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Peyton Wilgar with the interception. We're going to see a few more of those this year to interact with BYU Sports Nation. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Peyton Wilgar coming off two labrum surgeries. He is good to go. Let's go. I cannot overstate how much of a difference it will make to have healthy veteran linebackers back in their usual positions, notably Keenan Peely and Peyton Wilgar. And, and Max Tooley was playing her last year, too. And the depth that developed behind them just in case they're needed. 
Yeah, Ben Bywater ben ben is, is Ben Bywater linebacker four? No, he's linebacker three. And then it's he's Max. the other starter with those two. Yeah. yeah that's, then that's you Max. bring in Max Tulu, who's been here forever, and a bunch of guys. Yeah, let's go. Love it. Pepe Tanuvasa back and backer. He is Jeremiah Spencer. It's time to whip it. Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Pat McAfee is calling six college football simulcasts with Peyton Manning this love season. It. Which BYU game would you want them to call? Uh, I want. I would love to see them call probably the Baylor, the home opener. Just went because I think BYU is going to beat South Florida and Baylor's going to win their first game. It'll be a high-profile ranked matchup, uh, a vengeance match, if you will. I, I'd like to watch them call an, a big early season game for BYU. I don't think it gets bigger than Baylor in the home opener. Baylor would be great. If not that, then Arkansas as an SEC guy with Peyton Manning. Um, yeah. That would be yeah. awesome. For sure. And it's a simulcast. That could be the primary feed. It'll be a secondary thing oh, like they've been doing on Monday Night Football. If, if pretty, I had the option to watch Pat McAfee and Peyton or Peyton uh, Manning call yeah. I would choose that option. And it's not going to be Notre Dame, that's NBC. It's not going to be Oregon because that's Fox. It's not going to be Boise State because that's probably Fox. So yeah, I went, I went with the games that are on ESPN, two, right? Yeah. yeah, it's East Carolina at home. <laughs> no. I, that would make that game way more interesting, Yes. right? We won't be listening either way. We'll be at the game. It's true. <laughs> Big Game Boomer back at it again. He has listed who each college football team is secretly scared to play this year. Secretly. He has BYU scared to play at Boise State. Okay. And then two teams are scared to play BYU. Arkansas. Really? And Notre Dame. Wow. Okay, you could argue that those are the two premier teams on BYU's schedule, right? Along with Bay Baylor and Oregon. Notre Dame and Oregon. Yeah. Baylor P5 champ. Oh, man. Which is most accurate? The BYU scared to play at Boise State or Arkansas and Notre Dame are scared to play BYU? If I have to pick one, it's the Boise State one. Uh, BYU's not scared to play anyone, obviously, but given the history in Boise, the one win, it was awesome in 2020, and what happened last year, scared's not the right word. Sort of urgency and concern? Yeah, Boise State, you gotta go there and win. That's the last matchup think, in a long time, probably. I think they're angry. I, th I think they're looking forward to this game and this opportunity because, as we pointed out, BYU's got basically everybody back except for Tyler Algier, and they uh, remember that Boise State spoiled the perfect 5-0 record and, and what that loss meant to the overall season. That loss ruined any real shot at a New Year's Six Bowl game. You already did it in 2019 to Boise State. Also, here's remember, the only remember. The greatest quarterback in the history of football, Hank Bachmeyer, plays for Boise State. So, it's going to be tough. <laughs> Bill Steele is both Mason Wake at number six and Houston Amuli at number 13 in his top 15 fullbacks yeah. in college football. What are you expecting from the fullback position this year? Well, certainly uh, a lot of ground and pound with Chris Brooks running behind those guys, but I, both of those guys are good pass catchers, Jerem. Like, we're going to see more hurdles from Mason Wake. That's what he does. Like, it's his initial reaction. When a guy does. goes low, he jumps over the top of them with the football. Uh, Houston Haymuli is going to have an opportunity to be more of an offensive threat than he was at Stanford. He was very, very uh, limited in the play calling and what he was asked to do, like in terms of helping the offense other than blocking. You're going to see Houston catch some passes and have some goal line runs, and he's going to abuse some people and score some touchdowns. Stanford stunk the last couple years. We didn't really see what Houston could do. We're going to see what he can do this year. We know what Mason, you can, know do what Mason can do. know Mason can do. H kind of spot. It's a hybrid tight end fullback yeah. position. I'm so excited about this. It's going to be awesome. We're going to watch fullbacks and offensive linemen like we've never had before because this year's team has some fantastic 
position yes. players there. Yeah, both fullbacks, good pass catchers. How about this? South Carolina, going back to the SEC. <laughs> they are selling season tickets off the shelves at Costco. Nice. <laughs> hey, get butts in the stands. Promote your product however you need to do it. Should BYU start doing this? Selling season tickets off the shelves at Costco? It'd be on brand for BYU homies, uh, who I think, uh, you know, raid that particular store uh, on Saturdays. Uh, yes, no, it, whatever. I think BYU's doing just fine with tickets. Man, if I, I were think F- they need it. if I were like a struggling FCS program that was having a trouble getting any sort of like people in the sense, I'd go to, I'd sell them like the dollar store. <laughs> so like a certain college in Southern Utah, it's just like <laughs> Dollar General. You're like, yeah. oh yeah, I want to go see the Thunderbirds. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like you throw right. random games up there. Just keep people, just keep people in there. Let's go. Okay, coming up today's rise and shout out. And BYU women's soccer assistant coach Brent Anderson joins us live from practice next. Which players are stepping in for the graduated All-American superstar, Michaela Coulan? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The fall sports are upon us, beginning with the blue and white scrimmage for women's soccer tomorrow night, 9 Eastern, exclusively on the BYU TV app. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio C. Fun to watch Ellie Mon score that goal from that angle against Ohio State last the year. BYU is on the road at Ohio yep. State this year. Yep, let's go. And as Jerem mentioned, blue and white scrimmage is back. We're live. Let's preview it. Why not? With the assistant coach, Brent Anderson, who joins us live from practice right now. Coach, welcome to BYU Sports Nation in the middle of practice. Thanks for having me. Got me out of the heat. I'm in some shade right now, so appreciate the call. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Blue-white scrimmage tomorrow. We're looking forward to it. Our first real look at a team that's coming off of a season that rewrote the history books at BYU. And you start as the number three team in the country. What are your expectations just from your players in the blue-white scrimmage tomorrow night? Well, tomorrow night it's, it's going to be awesome because we've you know we've been working hard and then last night we had a little bit of a scrimmage as well and it was really good fast paced high energy um scored some brilliant goals I, in fact i think we had a hat trick within eight minutes wow uh, <laughs> yeah rachel was going off last night so rachel mccarthy's mm. starting up top and playing up top and she was on fire last night so tomorrow night we're hoping to uh put on a good show hopefully the legs are there and um obviously the girls will be excited to be on south field with the lights on and the fans out there and some music playing they'll, they'll have a lot of fun with it yeah i'm it's glad been, you brought up rachel mccarthy too rachel mccarthy probably slots into that cam tucker spot right and then jamie shepherd moves into the michaela coulihan spot so the question is who moves yeah. into jamie's spot is that holding mid at this point the six <laughs> so live live wade i mean that's where live played as a freshman she played that holding center mid and then with Jamie in that spot last year, her coming back from her mission, we, we found a spot for Liv. And she, she played in the midfield still, but it was more on the wing. Um, it was very effective there. But obviously, she can slide back into that sixth slot and hold down, the, hold down that, you know, that spot and protect the back line from attacking teams. And so we're looking for her to step up and play big in that spot this year. Brent Anderson is with us on BYU Sports Nation, assistant coach for BYU women's soccer. Coach, I should say associate head coach. Uh, coach, who, <laughs> like, 
Who do you expect to take a, a major step forward this year? Because there are now opportunities after losing some significant pieces. So which players do you think are going to take that major next step? Well, it was interesting. We, ha we, we had a really good spring season. We tested ourselves, played uh, 10 different matches against some high-caliber opponents, and uh, we scored a lot of goals. We really did score some great goals. So obviously we're we've talked about Rach uh, stepping up there. Bella Foligno, proven goal scorer. She's been doing – very well so far this preseason had some great goals in the spring uh ruby laddick who um redshirted last year the girl is a powerhouse she can turn on any defender and get a shot off so expect some expect to see some great goals from her as well so um then we have some some true freshmen coming in that uh, are pretty exciting to watch you've got like ali fryer i think she was our leading scorer in the mm -hmm. spring uh, i'm not I can't recall exactly how many score, how many goals she scored, but I think it was seven or eight goals this spring. So wow. uh, look for her playing in the attacking center mid role sometimes, on the left or the right of the diamond, or maybe even up top. Talk to us about uh, the goalkeeping situation. I know you guys had a, a keeper go on a mission recently, so you're down to two with Savannah Mason and yeah. uh, Tegan Sill. Yes. So it definitely unique situation just to have two goalkeepers. Um, Haven announced that she was going on a, on a mission late in the spring season, uh, kind of late for us to try to recruit somebody. But we already have uh, now three goalkeepers on missions, uh, including <laughs> Haven. So it would be uh, it would be hard to bring somebody in. And so that when they get back, we would have six goalkeepers. And that just creates kind of a, a bottleneck and limits training time and development time. So. We decided to just go with the two goalkeepers this year. We'll, we'll bring in some male practice players to help fill in uh, so that uh, our keepers don't get overused in practice, and we'll try to protect them and keep them healthy. But very capable, Savannah and Tegan. Uh, Savannah has, has been here for a little while and, and definitely stepped up. Uh, feels, we feel very comfortable with, with her and goal. The team respects her and, and trusts her back there. And then Tegan, as a freshman, got she got to play the spring season with us, got some valuable minutes and exposure there. Uh, very good shot blocker and is developing very well. So we feel very comfortable with where we're at with our goalkeepers. Talk to us about this as well because uh, you have eight incoming freshmen. I believe seven of them enrolled early. You didn't ask them to do this. They just did it. So then they were able to get in all those spring games where you guys go 9-0-1. What kind of experience do you walk into the season with versus uh, a normal year where you didn't have them enroll in January? Well, it's definitely a different preseason camp. Um, with seven of those girls being here, they, they learned the system, they learned the set pieces, they uh, understand the expectations. And so now our preseason camp is more of a review and refine instead of teaching and learning. Obviously, you know, we're learning new things every day as we play, learning things about each other as we play. But it's, it's, been, it's been great because we've been able to cover a lot of ground. And again, those, those freshmen, the rest of the team, They've worked so hard during the summer. Uh, the, the level of fitness and, and their, their strength, their speed of play right now is really incredible. How do you appropriately handle a number three preseason ranking from the national pollsters? I know you had an incredible season last year, but as we've well pointed out, you lost those significant pieces, but the respect is still there. So how do you handle that the right way? I, I haven't heard of that ranking. I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, obviously that, 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 
we're, we appreciate the respect. Uh, I think they probably saw some of our our spring games or some of the the scores from the spring and and yeah. um, understand that we we didn't we we did lose some significant pieces, but we also reloaded. Um, and so we appreciate that respect, but really it, the the ranking doesn't matter to us. It's the same thing. Whether we're ranked 300 or three, we come out, we step on the pitch, we work, and we're just looking to get better every day. So ranking's great. Thank you. But we're just going to do what we do. Time to get back to work. Coach Brent Anderson of BYU Women's Soccer on BYU Sports Nation. Thanks for the time during practice, Coach. Thanks, Brent. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks again, gentlemen. Blue and white scrimmage tomorrow, live on the BYU TV app at 9 Eastern. Ruby Hladik, uh put out on uh, social media that she hit 40 miles run yesterday. Wow. She's still practicing today. Like, they run a lot. They're crazy, crazy fit and ready for the season right now, which is awesome. Oh, the Vaca sisters are back as well, Jerem. Yeah. No, it's everybody but three big-time names, but, like, it's a lot a of loaded roster again. It's like football. It's like football. Yeah. Let's go. Coming up. Are you going to get the elite voice of the day? Only one way to find out. Plus, our day one fall camp overreactions. What? This is BYU Sports Nation. We just react appropriately. What are you talking about? This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Shows on demand. Download the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Download the podcast as well. Subscribe, rate, and review. Jerem, we've saved potentially the best for last year. Really? We've had some great stuff in today's Why show. Why bury the lead? Some great stuff. Well, this is to hold, hold the audience until the end of the show. TV cliche. <laughs> bury the, don't bury the lead. It's time for our fall camp overreactions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Starting with this. We've never overreacted once on this show. Okay. We talked a lot about the defense. There were some moments from the offense yesterday. <laughs> of course there were. Specifically, Jaron Hall and Dallin Holker. Okay, watch this, and then we will give you our overreaction as QB1 hooks up with one of his star tight ends, Jerem. Okay, number five. The lower the number, the the more athletic you look. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's got the Dax Mill number on, right? Number five, Mm. BYU. Oh, Mm. it's a great catch. It's a great catch, Dallin. I did like 32 with that. Ooh, he's got a little swagger on that. Of course. Okay, what's what's the overreaction? Uh, That he is the deep threat this season. Uh, Sorry, Puka. A tight end would be the deep threat. It was was fun while it lasted, Puka. Now it's Dallin Holker. Hey, hey, Puka and Gunner, (laughs) I know you're like NFL type guys. No, it's he's the deep threat. Dallin Holker, shout out to uh, the Lehigh Roller Mills there. Okay, uh, number two. BYU running backs will, uh, you know, they're excited. Um, Lopini Katoa, okay? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, running back 1B here, okay? Ball. Look at, look at that ball security. Ball look, at, look at that ball security. Okay? Okay. The BYU running backs value this. Kalani Sataki talked about it yesterday. The five, the five points of Here's, contact, right? Yeah, yep, that's right. The overreaction is BYU will not have a single fumble this year. <laughs> the running Fumble backs will have zero fumbles. Re- and, and listen. Zero fumbles, all running backs. Listen, love Peeney. He's done a ton of good. Obviously, Boise State was a tough day for him in ball security. That ain't going to happen again. That dude has taken care of the rock his whole career except for that game. Five points of contact, Jack. Five points of contact. Number three. Oh, it's time for us to wax on about the greatness of the BYU offense. We love the O-line. They oh, look, my look at gosh. The, they just... Looks so sparkly Shiny. and fresh and just ready to dominate. Oh. The BYU offensive we line. We did not add an effect to this. This is just how they look. They look incredible, even in simple drill highlights. It might be the best BYU <laughs> offensive line in the history of BYU football. It might be. Maybe that's not oh, an overreaction. We love, we love Blake Freeland. 
No, seriously, these guys are going to be awesome. <laughs> They're shining like what's, Edward in Twilight. What's the overreaction? That they won't be good? Like, we lo- well, what are we going to say that we Best haven't already said? Best offensive line in the country? Maybe I don't that's think that's an overreaction. An overreaction. Best in the country. I think they're awesome. Woo! Like, this, BYU can recruit that position. Okay, the early Oh That Guy sighting. Oh, yeah. Oh, that guy. Oh, that guy. Terrence Fall, who's French, by the way. 6'3". Oh, Terrence. Oh. Oh. Go and and get it, young man. Wee wee. Making the catch for the touch. Très bien. (laughs) I like it, dude. That's (laughs) awesome, man. (laughs) Parlez-vous touchdown? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like it. Hey, how about that ball just coming down like a Russell right. Wilson? Terrence Fall. Hey. 2020 recruiting class. That guy. Oh, oh yeah, that, that guy. That guy. All right. It's hard to be that guy, though, when you're the French dude. Okay, now for uh, our daily highlight, Jerem. It's a t- time for a it's daily literally highlight. Literally a daily highlight. Michael Daly with the pass breakup. Nice. He also had a pick later in the uh, in the practice, which is exciting. My, oh, Whoa, oh was, was that, that was Jackson Kafusi with the, the kick flip? The kick flip on, yeah, a little soccer move, right? Yeah. Watch, watch the end of this highlight. And whoop. Hey, <laughs> hey, that was pretty good. It stole the highlight. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Michael. <laughs> uh, Jackson Kafusi taking over there. Wow. Our we co- are also highly distracted <laughs> easily. Our question of the day, what's your biggest takeaway from day one of fall camp? Let's get to our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. It comes from TX Colonel, friend of the program. My biggest conclusion from day one of BYU football fall camp is that we all jump to way too many conclusions after one day of camp. No. That is exactly right. No. Which is why we embraced it today, TX Colonel. Yeah, it it is fun to go to the first day and be like, oh, this, this thing. No, it's day one. Relax. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. And this goes to uh, one of our friends who covers BYU Athletics uh, for the Daily Universe, Jackson Payne. Yeah, he's a student, and he's super talented. Uh, He tweeted and and informed us at Jackson 5 Payne, I've been battling with cancer for the past few months. Today I finally finished chemotherapy. I'm so grateful. A good day is any day that you're alive. He does some great stuff. Good writer. Daily Universe. Bright You'll future. See his tweets. Absolutely. And he's an Orioles fan, Jaron, which makes him this, even more elite. This he's he's battling that too. <laughs> Only a game and a half Not, out of the wild card. Yeah. They're chasing down your Mariners. They got rid of all the good players. <laughs> Our thanks to today's guests, Jaron Hall and Brent Anders. Sorry to Dennis Pitt, we ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hashtag BYUSN. For Jaron, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Terrence Hooks. See you on Monday. Go Cougs.